0: to the Healthy Tips Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your app software needs, BulletPad for building lists on your iPad, and also supported by donations from our listeners, folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and today we're going to be talking about our experience using liposomal vitamin C. We'll talk about how and why we got started taking it, and the ins and outs of our experience from the beginning until now.
1: Well, historically, we've had a love-hate relationship with vitamin C. And that's kind of a funny statement to make, especially when you consider that it was way back in the 1600s that the sailors discovered their great need for vitamin C, and the English Navy especially embraced vitamin C to the extent that they had lemons and lime plants on board, so the British sailors got the moniker limeys (laughs)
0: because
1: they were fed vitamin C. And you don't need a lot of vitamin C to move past the diseases like scurvy and some of the other things that a lack of vitamin C will cause the human body. But how much vitamin C do you need and what happens if you want to use larger doses, even mega doses. So we have been taking the 1,000 milligram capsules, which I call the horse pills (laughs) that you just simply choke on.
0: You can take vitamin C in capsule form as well as horse pills.
1: (laughs) But we always seem to get the tablets. uh, Maybe they were less expensive. We've had both. (laughs) I don't know. But in trying to use them every day, and especially in trying to use them in a mega situation, like say for a cleanse, it was very, very, very difficult.
0: It was. They were hard to take. We needed to take several of them a day to really use them for a cleanse. As a matter of fact, you want to tell the story about how we started doing this with uh, Sean's advice? We, our son, Sean, who lives in California, gives us quite a lot of advice about health. And this was one of the areas where he himself had been experimenting and shared his experiments with us. So there's a backstory to how we got started in all of this.
1: Well, two or three years ago, maybe even four or five years ago, he initially started to, what should I say, bug us (laughs) 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 to increase our daily doses. I said, hey, we're already taking, you know, one of these suckers a day and choking down to get that. I could crush it and put it in juice or something. But how much, you know, really are you talking about here? And so he said, well, I think you should go, you know, at least to three or four grams a day. So three or four of these caps, tablets, excuse me, a day.
0: Yeah. And so we did that. We started taking more.
1: Well, sporadically, because I wasn't one to do this.
0: Oh, and this was, a week. this was also back before we became really regimented about taking vitamins on a daily basis to begin with. We would take vitamins, but... We were not as into them, and we didn't understand them quite as well as we do now. So,
1: But last summer, we went through some health issues. I, in particular, went through some health issues. I wasn't having the energy that I had had before. I was suffering with the extreme heat in the Midwest from 2013. So our sunshine suggested that we should increase our dose of vitamin C. Even then, I still kind of gave it lip service. But roll around to September of 2013. And he basically talked us into a three-day weekend vitamin C cleanse.
0: And that was a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. With the accent on sarcasm.
0: It was starnage. <laughs> <You know, I, laughs> yes, I sarcasm. say this. So um,
1: what this entailed was 40 grams per day. So with 1,000 milligram tablets to do the cleanse, we really should have prepared ourselves with capsules. <laughs> but no. we did well,
0: at the time that he wanted us to do it. We had a lot of tablets on hand, so yeah, we decided like to bottles. use them.
1: <laughs> <I ordered> four hundred <laughs> a- count bottles, and we had like three of them. So, anyways, what it entailed was taking four of these every single hour for ten hours throughout your waking day. Right. So forty. Oh my God, forty.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we did this for three days,
1: and we had the headaches. You know, we were, had normal things that would have happened in a normal cleanse.
0: Now, this is sort of a natural response to a cleanse, and also overdoing vitamin C. Whatever you don't use, your body will definitely try to get rid of, and that. So you do have that response. Your body just starts getting rid of what you don't use.
1: Well, at the end of three days, so at the end of Sunday, we started on a Friday and at the end of Sunday, I can't really say that we noticed, oh, wow, you know, this was an amazing cleanse and I'm feeling so much better. In fact, I guess I felt still a little bit sluggish and a a little bit body down, if you will.
0: And you were also required to go to work during this time. You were doing your job. I was here at home doing the things that I do, but you were actually exiting the house to go to work. And so it was hard. It was very hot out. Still hadn't recovered from all the heat of the summer.
1: Well, that was towards the end of September. And during the last week of September, I had a major health situation come on. And that kind of like took me completely out of the vitamin C for really the next month and a half. So the next whole six weeks didn't even do our regular vitamins, mostly during this time. But in the middle of November, just before Thanksgiving, my health was returning, and we were definitely needing to get back into our vitamin and mineral regimen. And I could definitely tell what the last six weeks without these products was doing to me.
0: It's very interesting because we had started actually taking a full regimen of things that we discovered we were lacking And they were really making a big difference for us. But you don't really realize that big difference until all of a sudden you abruptly stopped taking them. Then you started going right back into some of the health issues that you'd had before taking them. So,
1: yeah. Even things for my brain health, I was beginning to feel depressed and beginning to feel all kinds of weird things. My melatonin had stopped and GABA and so many wonderful products that I was taking. So we began to readminister those and in the process we had another conversation with our son Sean and as a result he sent a link in an email to a YouTube video about it was a it was just an amazing video.
0: Absolutely. It was amazing. It was it was heart-wrenching really to watch it. It was really heart-wrenching.
1: So this video is called Vitamin C. The Miracle Swine Flu Cure, 60 Minutes Living Proof. Now we'll have links on our website at the post for this particular podcast. So if you go to www.betterlivinginstitute.com and look for the actual podcast post for this particular podcast, our experience using liposomal vitamin C. You'll see the links and you'll see some other really great information there too. There's actually two videos that 60 Minutes of New Zealand produced on this subject.
0: And it is nothing short of miraculous what took place on this video. We're going to do a spoiler here because we're going to tell you what it's about, but really you need to see it to really get the impact. It was really something. A farmer in New Zealand...
1: And, and he was known ordinary farmer. He's got a huge dairy farm. He's got a 50-plus foot yacht. He's got an, his own airplane. He's got tractors galore. He's got three grown sons and a whole mess of grandkids.
0: <laughs> so you would think he'd have a little clout. <laughs> but anyway, he went on a fishing trip with some of his buddies, and he came home and had intended to have a nice weekend on a boating trip with his wife. But he became very sick overnight, and he actually passed out. And so they took him to a local hospital, and there they diagnosed him with swine flu. So this was quite a mysterious thing in and of itself, that he had contracted this disease. Well, he got really, really sick. They were giving him IV antibiotics and eventually, they actually induced him into a coma because he was just so sick. They placed him on breathing machines and they were trying to keep him alive. He had pneumonia as a result of the swine flu, and the pneumonia was so bad that it was called whiteout pneumonia, which is when there's actually no air pockets left in your lungs, they're completely liquid. So, this is called whiteout pneumonia.
1: It's almost like he was drowning. Yeah. It's a <laughs> mucus. Oh.
0: Yeah. It, he was just so sick. And as a result of all of this, he just got sicker and sicker, and he started developing a form of leukemia. And so after several weeks, he was so bad off by this time that they actually wanted the family to allow them to unplug him from all the machinery that was keeping him alive. He was on this
1: breathing machine.
0: They wanted to turn it off and just let him go because they didn't think they could save him. So you want to tell what happened, Bill?
1: So... Again, bear in mind that this is no ordinary middle-class person. <laughs> you know, Ken, he's got weapons uh, behind him. And I suppose that's partly what kept him alive. But
0: it's a, I'm sure it's primarily what kept him alive.
1: <laughs> but his brother pitched such a holy, what you might call it, and pretty much forced the hospital to stop their plans to unplug him. And at the same time, he pressed and pressed and pressed that they should try Mega doses of liposomal vitamin C, and of course, they were totally against it. They said vitamin C therapy is quackery, you must be talking about that Dr. Linus Pauling quack that has no bearing on medicine whatsoever, and we're not going to do it. But one of the members of the hospital team that was evaluating this whole case was very, very reluctant to unplug the machine. And that was on a Monday. And they said, well, let's wait until Friday. And by the way, what could it hurt? You know, the family wants this. It will alleviate a lawsuit. Let them have their way. We'll leave them plugged in until Friday. And on Friday, we'll unplug them and they'll die. So how is this hurting everybody? How is that harming? So on Tuesday, they started the high-dose intravenous liposomal vitamin C. And the first dosage was 25 grams. That's a pretty big dose. But they did this four times a day. So they administered 100 grams that first day.
0: And this is not ordinary vitamin C. This is liposomal vitamin C that they were administering. So within two days, his lungs were nearly clear.
1: So this is like with perhaps 200 grams of IV, liposomal, vitamin C administered to him. They also had turned him over from lying on his back to lying on his stomach. But they gave him an x-ray at the end of Wednesday and his lungs were almost completely clear.
0: So after four days, they actually took him off of the breathing machine.
1: And of course, that wasn't to let him die. That was because he was breathing on his own.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But after the two days of him recovering so quickly, they started cutting back again on the dosage of vitamin C that they were giving him.
1: Because after all, from the allopathic medical point of view, it was turning him over from his back to his stomach that caused the difference and all the other antibiotics that they were giving him. Of course, not to say that they've been giving him the same antibiotic for six weeks and nothing happened, but certainly (laughs) it could not possibly be (laughs) a liposomal vitamin C. Absolutely not. So we might as well stop that and save a little money.
0: Right. So anyway, after they stopped giving him the same dosage, he began to start getting worse again. So his recovery was slowing down quite
1: a bit. Although they still gave him some. So he didn't return to the place where he was, although he still had the leukemia and they didn't know if that would take him out. But he began very, very slowly to recover from the swine flu infection.
0: So it was something like two weeks later, after all of this, that they finally airlifted him to a hospital that was closer to his home. This is when the difficulty came about, because when they had airlifted him over to this new hospital, the doctors there actually refused again to give him any vitamin C. So his family, because of their financial resources, started taking steps to actually sue the hospital for not participating in this vitamin C regimen. They
1: hired a lawyer who was a health advocate and who knew the ins and outs of the New Zealand public health law, and she sued the hospital on the grounds that the hospital was denying a patient proper care. So the hospital, knowing that they didn't have any legal precedent to stand on, reinstituted the liposomal vitamin c with protest and certainly not at the mega doses that he had originally received nor even at the cutback doses that the previous hospital was giving to him but yet some
0: because he had already recovered to a degree he continued at this point to recover and then his wife also started smuggling in extra liposomal vitamin that took, C, that took which a week she was or giving him. Because
1: he had to be at a point where he was feeding normally, not feeding through an IV.
0: Right. He had and to be once able to he eat was it. able
1: to take oral food, she was able to smuggle in the liposomal vitamin C.
0: And once they started giving him more of the liposomal vitamin C, he did begin to make progress again. And he did have a dramatic improvement in his condition. It's just amazing watching Parts 1 and Part 2 of this New Zealand 60-minute report. It just really affected Bill and I. We had been talking to our son for some time about taking megadoses of vitamin C, but I have to say that this video really did go a long way toward convincing us that vitamin C really was a healthy thing to do. This also launched us into doing more and more research on vitamin C. um, And
1: and particularly liposomal because we had struggled so greatly with the vitamin C tablets, and we weren't really excited to do vitamin C capsules. But this whole brand new thing that we'd never, ever heard about, liposomal, it was really quite exciting. And in my initial research forays onto YouTube, I discovered all kinds of people were making it at home in their own kitchens. Now, certainly it had been invented quite a few years back, but it was primarily done in laboratories with very expensive, very high-end technological equipment. And so to see these folks making it in their own kitchens (laughs) was really quite an eye-opener.
0: Yes, and if you do researches, we'll also present some of this on our website But if you do your own research, just watching YouTube videos of making liposomal vitamin C, you can see all different kinds and all different methods. And some of them are real high-tech, and some of them are just on the kitchen counter with a small machine. And that's sort of what we attempted to do and have found great results using. So Bill will be telling you more about that in another podcast. Yes, our
1: very next podcast after this one is called Making Liposomal Vitamin C. So please look out for that one. And our previous podcast from this, which is the Linus Pauling therapy for reducing heart disease, definitely talks about vitamin C usage and also megadoses of vitamin C. So that's a good one.
0: Keeping in mind, of course, that Linus Pauling did not use liposomal vitamin C either in his regimens because at that time it had not been developed so he was just using a crystalline form of vitamin
1: C. Ascorbic acid in yeah. a powder form.
0: Which is really fun to take. No, it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very sour and difficult to ingest in any form. And I think he was taking it with orange juice or maybe just water, but not very palatable. We tried that too a few times and it's really kind of disgusting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take a break for a moment to thank a sponsor. This segment of our program is sponsored by App Judo, your complete web and mobile application development service. The Japanese word judo means the gentle way. The martial art of judo got this name because it signifies maximum efficiency and mutual welfare and benefit. App Judo follows these same principles in all its software development projects, using the best technologies and computer science principles to serve clients' needs elegantly and intelligently. AppJudo prides itself on building attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, App AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com.
1: So what did we find out through our research? Well, it was quite interesting and really quite simple. You start with powdered lecithin, different forms. You can have sunflower lecithin, you can have soy lecithin. Soy lecithin is more in granules and sunflower lecithin is more in a powder form.
0: Kind of a sticky powder.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very sticky. (laughs) You need ascorbic acid in its powder form, or as Cure says, crystalline form, and you need distilled water. And that's it. <laughs> so <laughs> ingredients wise, it's very simple. And um, not very expensive either. You mix the powdered vitamin C and the lecithin in a plastic shakable container. And then you add the distilled water. And I shake it like you would shake a cocktail and get it all nice and pre-dissolved. Leave it set for half an hour. Shake it again. Leave it set for another half an hour. This goes on for about three hours, and then you put it into a blender and mechanically blend it for two to three minutes. It gets a little bit frothy at the time, but when you put it into the ultrasonic machine, the froth does break up over an hour or so. So then, as I was saying, you pour it into an ultrasonic machine. And what is the machine? Well, it's actually an ultrasonic machine that was designed to clean jewelry. So they call them jewelry cleaners. And of course, the high-tech labs laugh at the jewelry cleaners. And they say that we practitioners in our kitchens are not making real liposomal vitamin C. Well, we beg to differ because of the way that it affects our bodies. If you ingest strictly powdered form ascorbic acid in a juice chaser or whatever like Linus Pauling did, only 20 to 25% of it actually gets absorbed. The rest flushes through and you get some heavy duty reactions, especially bowel reactions with it. You'll get very quick bowel movement. Oftentimes it'll be wet and slurry. It won't act like pure diarrhea where you actually have to run to the toilet, but it is definitely loose stool. And You'll get other physical reactions from that. We don't get that. Now, depending on the amount of dose that we take at any one given time, we very often do still have a bowel reactions to it. It definitely is a laxative, but it acts more like a normal laxative. Occasionally, we might have loose stool, but again, it depends on how much we take at any one time. And but it's
0: not distressing. It's not a distressing kind of experience.
1: No, right. And so we feel that a whole lot more of the vitamin C is going into our bloodstream than if you just ingested pure ascorbic acid. Now, an amazing thing that happens between the lecithin and whatever compound you put in with it, the lecithin, under the influence of ultrasonic waves, has the ability to fold itself in molecule form around the other parts that are basically in the solution. So it's kind of like an oyster putting layers and layers and layers of the pearl substance around that little grain of sand that's irritating itself. So the lecithin actually coats the ascorbic acid molecule and the lecithin, becomes so very similar to your cellular structure, it's almost part of what makes up a cell to start with, that the stomach and the small intestines see this as something that they can pass right through their walls, and it almost goes immediately right into the bloodstream. So as much as 75 to 80% of the vitamin C is now absorbed this way as opposed to 20 to 25 percent in its pure ascorbic acid crystalline form.
0: We're not scientists and we haven't conducted any scientific experiments but we have just experienced this by ingesting it and seeing what takes place in how we feel and how we experience life. So We've been doing this now since December, basically. We ordered the materials and started making this, and we had our first batch on Thursday, December 19th of 2013. So we've been doing this for quite a few months now, and so we can sort of report some of the experiences that have taken place since we started taking it.
1: Right. This is August 2014, so we've gone nine months almost, eight and a half months, to discover this By the way, one of our guides has been Dr. Linus Pauling's book, which is How to Live Longer and Feel Better. And that is chocked full of wonderful information, not only on megadose vitamin C, but also on megadose vitamins and minerals in particular. So I would strongly recommend that you find a copy and read that. You will be absolutely amazed.
0: Now, I sort of have a propensity to have upper respiratory infections, especially during the winter months. In fact, I had just had a quite a severe bout of pneumonia just before we started into this experience of using the liposomal vitamin C. And so I can tell you I haven't been sick at all with any cold. I almost caught a cold, a really severe one that our grandchildren had brought over to us. And, and I got and, it. Yeah, Bill oh. did end up getting it to the point that he actually did have to take some antibiotics. But I did not get that. I was sort of surprised that I didn't get it because I'm usually the one who does. I didn't get it. And after Bill got sick and had been sick for a couple of weeks, I did experience like maybe a day or two of just feeling kind of under the weather and feeling like maybe I was trying to get something. But I just kept downing my vitamin C and it never did take hold for me at all. So I was really pleased about that.
1: So, back to the batches. We've actually done 43 batches of this so far. Each batch lasts us about a week. Each batch is right around 32 ounces once it's made. I do store that in a 30 ounce glass mayonnaise jar. It's got a plastic lid, so it's easily cleaned and easily stored. Initially, of course, we have a few ounces that won't fit in the jar. So we have to put it into a smaller jar for the first day or the first two days until we use those up. So when I make the vitamin C, I have studied on the internet and measured and weighed and I've come up with a full level tablespoon. So I'm using metal tablespoons that you would you know get from the kitchen and bath store. And a full level tablespoon gives me 13 and a half grams of ascorbic acid. I put 10 of those level tablespoons in one batch. So I'm putting 135,000 milligrams or 135 grams of vitamin C in my batch. Now I'm using 12 to 15 level tablespoons of lecithin in the same batch. And as I said, you can use sunflower lecithin or soy lecithin. Then I use 28 ounces of water, distilled water, and that's how the batch comes up to 32 ounces when it's completely finished. If you divide 135,000 milligrams by 32 ounces, you get 4,220 milligrams per ounce of liquid. Now, our normal serving in the morning is two ounces each. So we're actually serving ourselves 8,440 milligrams of vitamin C or ascorbic acid.
0: This is usually our daily intake. But keep in mind that with liposomal vitamin C, we're getting about 75 to 80% of that as actually useful vitamin C that's going right into the bloodstream.
1: Now we take this on an empty stomach, so we take it upon rising, and I suggest that you don't eat or snack for at least a half an hour. Unfortunately, the stomach acid and the action to digest food tends to weaken or delay or even offset the absorption of liposomal vitamin C. So if you can take this in between meals, it's so much better. If you're in a situation where you're trying to fight off a cold. You could take multiple doses throughout the day. And what I would suggest is in the late afternoon before dinner, two to three to four hours after a lunch, and certainly with no snacking, then take your vitamin C dosage and wait a half an hour before you snack or have dinner. And then if you want to do it again in the evening, somewhere around maybe nine or 10 o'clock, you could take maybe your last dose of the day Now, in our previous podcast, the Linus Pauling Therapy for Reducing Heart Disease, we had stated, I think Kira had stated that you could take a dose of this at night before bed. Well, since we made that podcast, we've discovered, no, that's not a good thing. Because sometimes if you're going to have a bowel situation after the vitamin C, that could disturb your sleep. So if you do it, say, at least an hour before bed, but more likely two hours before bed, that is not going to have a problem. Any bowel issues are going to happen well before that.
0: That's true. I also think that each person has a different tolerance for the vitamin C because some have more distress with that than others. I haven't experienced a great deal of distress with it, although, as Bill says, it does sort of act as a natural laxative so that on a daily basis you will definitely be moving your bowels and it's a normal sort of thing. But I haven't had a distressful reaction to it and I can't say that I'm really bothered sometimes even taking it. It seems like hours later I might have a reaction, but it's pretty normal for me. I'm sure some people have more distress with it than others So I just say that if you do start into this process and you do decide that you want to try it, just be aware of the fact that, you know, every person has their own tolerance. So not everyone in your family will have the same experience.
1: And you could always cut back if the bowel tolerance issues are something that you really need to avoid or have to avoid. You can cut back your dosage at that particular time and then just do more doses throughout the day. Sometimes it's harder for us to actually integrate that because our days are sometimes really crazy, but that can be done. And certainly if you've got a cold or some other issue coming on, you're going to want to do multiple doses per day anyway. So just give that a thought. It is amazing how the liposomal product has such an affinity to the cells and lethicin in particular is already a compound that is actually found in the cells. So you've got a copy onto a copy onto a copy that the body is allowing to pass through not only the stomach wall and the intestinal wall, but into the bloodstream and from the bloodstream to pass directly into the cells. So the vitamin C gets out pretty quickly and gets to the places where it's needed. And that's before the kidneys or liver actually start filtering it out.
0: Now, one of the things you should know is this stuff doesn't taste really great. Bill and I usually take our two ounces with some apple cider. We've discovered that's a really good way to sort of mask the sour flavor of it. I don't do a lot of apple cider in it because I don't like to have all the sugar that's in the juice. We both sort of have whatever we consider our taste buds. It masks the flavor of that sour vitamin C, so we each have discovered how much cider we need for that.
1: And from batch to batch, there's more or less bitterness. So I call this the mellowness of a batch. And some batches are very, very mellow. And so I ask myself the question, do those batches have more of a liposomal activity? Did the liposomal from the ultrasonics work better in those batches than in some of the other batches? So again, I really have no way of knowing. I'm kind of um, just guessing. I don't have any equipment that would allow me to molecularly look at the product, which many of the labs do when they're making this product for very exotic chemicals or drug transfers into the body. But that's kind of what I'm suspecting anyway, is that the more metal the match, the more metal the dosage while we're taking it, then the heavier liposomal activity that actually took place.
0: We've also found that our bodies have kind of grown accustomed to the vitamin C now. Bill and I both miss it if we don't take it. If I don't take vitamin C in a couple of days, I might start having a scratchy throat. It's like my body just reacts that way now. It's almost like I've grown so accustomed to it that if I don't have it, my body right away starts giving me signals that, hey, you haven't been taking your vitamin C.
1: I tend to get a little bit of an upper respiratory cough, and that's also my signal that my body is getting hungry for the vitamin C, I'll maybe in the morning start coughing and it's kind of a raspy type cough and I'll go, uh-oh, you know, yesterday we screwed up and didn't get the vitamin C for what reason. If we get up early in the morning and we've got to leave the house and go do something, sometimes we won't take it and we'll think, well, we'll take it as soon as we arrive back or we'll take it in mid-afternoon. And then something happens, we don't get back home or whatever. And then we're tired before bed and we think don't think mm-hmm. about it. So these might be some of the excuses that <laughs> we have.
0: Well, some of the reasons that you might choose not to take it in those kinds of situations is because it does sort of sit in a sour way on your stomach if you don't eventually get some food in there in a little while after you've taken it. It is vitamin C after all. It's ascorbic acid. So, your body will have a little bit of that reaction if you don't eat food. And the other aspect, of course, is you're going to have that loose stool. If you don't eat any food, you know, you're apt to have that much sooner than later. And so, if you're going someplace, not a really good idea to take it on an empty stomach and then leave and not go get some food.
1: Now, I have read on the internet, in fact, I did watch a YouTube video just the other day about other uses of the liposomal activity. And one of the people sharing a recipe used baking soda to cut the acid level or the pH level of the ascorbic acid in making liposomal vitamin C. So we've never tried that. I don't know how it would work. I'm supposing, you know, you want to bring it back to a pH neutral around 7. So It would be an interesting thought. I don't have any pH papers. So, I mean, I would want to really have a tester before I tried it. And I would want to integrate the baking soda very slowly until I saw the actual results. But that's a thought. And that's something new I just learned. I also have been aware of other types of liposomal products. A good friend of mine asked me when I told him I was making this, he said, well, can you make liposomal glutathione? Well, at that point, I wasn't really aware of what that was. He's a more exotic health user than I am, but I did study up on it, and yeah, you could yeah, you could try it you could I've not tried it myself. There are cancer patients who are using some other exotic drugs what are what are those care?
0: Well, you know, there are also some liposomal variations of like resveratrol and curcumin and quercetin, and silabinin. And these are some of the things that people use to try to ward off cancer. They're trying to use them now as cancer treatments in this liposomal form. They say that the bioavailability or the absorption of them is kind of poor, except in this liposomal form. So it's hard to tolerate these things sometimes too if they're not coated with something in the liposomal form. So, we do get these things, the resveratrol is also in the grapes and things like this. And you can buy them in capsule form. And I've actually done that and used them, but we've never used this liposomal form of them. And these things do get kind of expensive when you try to buy them and use them in this kind of form.
1: So, it would be an interesting experiment for sure. And I would suggest to watch or listen to, excuse me, listen to our next podcast about how we actually make the liposomal vitamin C in our own kitchen.
0: We're going to take a break here for a moment to thank a sponsor. This segment of our podcast is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is a great tool for writers and thinkers, featuring a simple but powerful toolbar above the keyboard to help you navigate your text with arrow keys and to change the indent of your bullet points. Use drag and drop to move your bullet points anywhere in the list. Use the zoom in feature to drill down on any section of your list or use zoom out to get the big picture view. BulletPad is available now for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for bullet pad.
1: But the long and the short is that we feel very comfortable and confident not only making liposomal vitamin C, but also using liposomal vitamin C. And we really see no reason that we're not going to keep doing it.
0: Some of the doctors have said if you use too much vitamin C, you'll have all of these problems. You might have stones in your bladder, you might have kidney stones, you might have whatever. And I've just come from the doctor with a glowing report. I've been doing this for eight months. My blood report was completely normal. My doctor said, well, you are right on goal with everything. And I was really kind of shocked because I've been trying to lose weight. That's my big bugaboo. I'm not the skinniest person in the world. <laughs> and I've been increasing my physical activity. But primarily, the thing that I really changed was this regimen of vitamin C as well as other vitamins that we have added to our diet. I've been doing a lot of coconut oil, which is something the health community will tell you completely to stay away from. So everything that I do that they've told me is wrong apparently is working really well. <laughs> and I just wanted to report that I'm pretty healthy. And that makes me really feel even more confident about making these suggestions. Or at least, I mean, we're not really suggesting anything. We're just telling you our experience. And, of course, we're not healthcare professionals. So we don't want you to take anything that we say as any kind of recommendation You should take that up with your own doctor because Bill and I are not healthcare professionals and we don't have any credentials in that area. So we're just sharing our own experience for what it's worth.
1: But at the same time, what works for us does in fact work. So coming up in another few weeks now, we're going to actually have a podcast about coconut oil, our uses of it, our research experiments with it and how we actually use it in our cooking and in our meals. So please stay tuned for that one.
0: Absolutely. That'll be fun. I love coconut oil. (laughs) So we want to thank you for being with us today. We've enjoyed talking with you, and we want you to know that you can find us on the web at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. You can also find our podcast at iTunes. Just look for the Better Living Institute Healthy Tips Podcast and we have two other podcasts: the Love Stories Podcast and Book Talk Podcast. Also under the Better Living Institute heading, so look for those as well.
1: Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye Thank for, you for now. For listening.